Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like a worldwide pandemic or a bull stampede or delivering a baby. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like having a pimple on picture day or pooping on a table (gasps) or driving cross country with a baby. (laughs) No. I no. just say no to that. X, X, X. Uh-uh. Cross that off my list. You know what? Can we just get to the theme Let's song? Let's play the song. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I'm Danielle. Hey, and I'm Christine. How's it going, Chris? It's never been the same. (laughs) (laughs) Never been the same. Ever. Mm -mm. Every Every moment is different. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a rough night? I had a very rough night. Okay. I I would never say this. I know I can say it to you because you're my friend. You do look a little tired. Well, I'm, I'm very tired. I'll tell you what happened. Okay. I met up with our friend of the show, guest of the show, Jesse Gaskell, yesterday um, for a little creativity meeting. Um, That's what we call it in the business. Is that when you drink? What does that mean? (laughs) What is a creativity meeting? Well, we're just kind of collaborating on a a little thing right now. Oh, oh, okay, good, good. I was like, I'm not going to have any more coffee. It's 2.30, you know, and so... In the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have a tea. So I got a tea... She had had a tea and I said, oh, that sounds good. Moroccan mint. Yes. Well, that's like apparently the crack cocaine of teas. I would have thought Moroccan mint would have been an herbal tea, no caffeine. Correct. Me too. So last night I, you know, I read before I go to bed. I read a little bit. And then I was like, well, I'm tired. It's late. I've probably been reading a while. I'm going to go to bed. And then I 
had a really hard time falling asleep. And I think I kind of dozed off a little bit. And then I was awake because my dog is like a person who also sleeps (laughs) in our bed and right up against me. And then I can't bend my legs. And at some point I heard somebody moving and I was like, oh, Alex is up. And so I, I, I got up. Went and got in her bed because she was with Benjamin and I was like too hot in our bed. And I, my heart was pounding in my chest like oh, I'd done like no. three I, lines yeah. of cocaine. It was like, yeah. bum, 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 the worst. And it was, you know, 2.33 in the morning. And then I just was laying there. Lying there? Oh, I, don't. You know what? I don't know. I don't even I'm know. I'm going to tell you something. Tell me. I don't think I was ever taught. I don't think I was I ever have taught. since been taught, but I can't retain it. I, you know... Grammar's an issue for me. Yeah. I have to use Grammarly, and people who read the newsletter are probably going to catch mistakes. What is Grammarly an app? Yeah, you you can pay for... I've definitely paid when I was in grad school getting a master's degree. Uh-huh. I paid for Grammarly because I was, like, turning in, you know, papers I had written on... But what is it? It... It helps you with grammar when you when you're writing it. It you can you can plug your stuff into Grammarly. They should be a sponsor because oh, I'm, you plug it into Grammarly and then yeah. it tells you if something's wrong. And you wrong. can also you can also connect it to your emails. It checks all my emails oh. and, and your you know you can copy paste whatever you're doing in Word or but okay. with, with your email you don't have to copy paste it. It just checks your emails for you. Additionally, then what email okay. your email already does for you maybe it's an extra step. So it checks your grammar and it'll even say this sentence is a little clunky. I mean, my word app does that as well. This does like but goes above better. and beyond. Okay. And there's a free version and there's a paid version. And I paid for the paid version because I'm like, I didn't I wasn't a very good student in high school. I missed a lot of school. Uh-huh. And I think they were like, OK, creative we meetings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, for a lot of creative meetings, drinking, drinking a lot of tea. Yeah. And uh, there was a Moroccan men. It was something else then. <laughs> <laughs> Same name, a little different vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it came in baggies. Yeah. Um, And you know what? I know there was grammar was taught. Yes. I, I think I had a hard time getting it then. It was a lot of boring di- sentence diagramming. Yeah. And I still struggle with it. I, yeah, I, I, I still struggle I with just, parts, too. I, well, it's yours is much better than mine. I'll say that. And it's embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing. Yeah. And it, I really struggled in grad school because, you know, or even learning a foreign language, like trying to learn German. Oh, my God, because it's all about. Um, OK, so that's what I was going to say, which was that when I was in high school and learning French mm-hmm. and I, I remember going, oh, that's what a past participle, whatever it yes. is, whatever it was, I remember like, oh, I don't think I learned this in English. Yes. Because it's this important all to know feels it. very new, yeah. but I knew that I was supposed to have learned it. It's all this agreement between right. verbs and, and direct objects, the direct object, and indirect, indirect objects. objects. Yeah. And Sven would try to explain this to me while he's helping me with German. And I'm like, honey, I don't know this <laughs> explain in English. Explain it in English like, first. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. I never got this in school. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, did I just miss that entire there are, year? Yeah, I have definite blind spots with that kind of stuff. And I usually just avoid, if I if it's like, I can't, if it's lay or lie, I just go, um, oh, just in my writing, prone. I'll just use a different, I'll be That's like, I'm saying, I'll just yeah. use a different word because I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to, and, and I've tried to learn it in my adult life. With, you know, like, eats, shoots, and leaves. That's yes. a very sort of user-friendly. Yeah. And I, I still am like, 
I can't. I'm, it's like trying to read about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. <laughs> okay, like, it doesn't read, matter how yeah. many times you read it. I'll be like, I can't. My brain does I, not have the ability I to know. absorb this. I know. I I could not feel you more oh. about those things. That makes that. You know what? That makes me feel better. Yes, I'm not I, alone in this. I try and I try with both those things. I have some grasp of each of those things, but they are very tenuous. Yeah, at best, if that's the right word. No, I think it is. Well, I think. It's like we probably speak correctly most of the time. Right. It's the writing. Yeah. Um, and I I have found, do you find, does this happen to you? I'll say, we've talked about this before, but I'll say a word that I know only from reading. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I, incho it? Inco it? Oh, yeah. I've yeah, only yeah. ever seen this in a book. Right. Um, that happens yeah. to me as well. Yeah, I get, I've gotten called out on that. On the show, twice. I mean, on, on Never Not Funny, yeah. Okay, do you remember what the words were? One of them was inevitable. Okay, I would say inevitable. That's funny. Which I then saw that in a, as a joke in something. That, yes. that, that whole thing happened to somebody. It some does show. seem absurd <laughs> that you wouldn't know it was inevitable. <laughs> That's not an obscure word. It isn't. It, and the other one was vehemently. Okay. But I said vehemently. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's that's very endearing to me as a person who's mispronounced a lot of words in my life. So irrespective of nothing, um, I saw a movie you might not think I would go see. I can't wait. I saw Megan. You did not. Yes, I did. Was it fun? It was so fun. Did you, was it fun because you laughed where you weren't supposed to or was it fun because it is actually fun? It's totally, everything is very intentional. Okay. Jimmy and I had an afternoon date. We went to go see it. Yeah. Um, it's not scary. Mm-mm. It's not like, I was a little worried because I don't like scary movies. Right. It's not scary at all. And also, there's not one original thing in the entire movie. <laughs> you have seen this movie 100 times. Yeah. You've seen it in the 1950s as a Twilight Zone. Okay. You have seen, I mean, there's nothing original about it. Okay. But it all works. Okay. And now, Garen, I'm going to ask you this question because I see that there is a queer love for this movie, and I'm trying to figure out why what what that's about. I think it's just the camp of it. It's just because it's yeah, campy. Yeah, because there's no. I don't think there's any even gay characters in the movie. No, actually. no, no. So who are they latching onto? I guess just Megan. Her. <laughs> I mean, first of all, okay. I want that outfit. One hundred percent, I want that outfit. No joke. Like I would wear. She's that. in a Peter Pan collar, right? She's wearing a bow, and she might have a Peter Pan collar. And then she also has like this kind of jacket that goes over it sometimes. Okay. And um, it's just weird enough that it yeah. just totally works. Yes. And it's just, you liked it, right? Yeah. It's just super fun. Okay. Yeah. It's just fun. It's ridiculous. Yes. But not for my kids, I assume. I mean, I don't know what level. I mean, when Oliver was that age, she had some friends who would watch scary things. I don't know. Okay. I think, I mean, Benjamin probably could handle it, but not Alex, I would say. I mean, just the idea of a doll mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, like a robot doll is scary to, it could be scary to certain yeah. kids. So I don't know. Maybe you want, you don't want to try it, but there's nothing that actually ha I mean, yeah, there's some violence, obviously, but. It's more creepy than it okay. is. Scary. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take them. But yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think we could have fun seeing it. But it was, it was definitely really fun. not any worse than Stranger Things. I don't think. Okay. In terms yes. Of Except scares. that if do they still have dolls? They still have dolls, right? Not or stuffed animals. They do, but they're put away. Oh, I mean, okay. They're not really. All right. Have you guys seen the menu? 
I yes. really want to, and I haven't seen it yet. It's wonderful. Oh, I'm so excited. Did you see it too? I, we just watched it, oh. and I really delighted in, especially Nicholas Holt. Yes. Is a real gift in that movie, I thought. And yeah. I, I, it made me want to watch The Great. Is that what it's yeah, called? The Great? I, I, I've watched it off and on. Okay. I really like him, and I really like her, mm-hmm. uh, Dakota Fanning, in it. Yeah. But something is not making me keep watching it. I can't figure out what it is because it seems like it would be right up my alley. Okay. It's, I mean, it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very, like, you know, over the top. Yeah. Um, but he is really good. I, I think he's very good in it. And it's just so funny to me that he was the kid in About a Boy because I know I love that he was so pudgy. I know, and now he's this like, and now he's like great, really looking. cute, <laughs> like really, really cute. He, he's perfect in this movie as just this guy you sort of realize you're on the worst date with. Like he's such. Yeah, a, I really want to see. Yeah, it. it's really good. Um, okay, really I suppose good. we should get into t- today's topic. This is a podcast about movies we like. <laughs> so I don't know what you're survive when only two of the three people have seen each movie we talk about. <laughs> Just any combination of two or three people. Okay. We're going to talk about how to survive delivering a baby. Oh, I've been there. Yes, you have. So if you, you have dealt with a lot of these things. Okay. Well, so it's a little awkward. Basically, I started from the point of like things people are afraid of. Okay. And one of the things people were so afraid of was having a C-section. And I was like, why is everyone so afraid of having a C-section? So first I did a little research on C-sections. Okay. Which you've had, right? Nope. Oh, you didn't have a C-section? No. That's right. You told me that. That's right. I always think you did because you had twins. Correct. Um, a lot of women who have twins are, you know, needing to have C-sections. Right. And I, I was a C-section baby, but I haven't had a C-section. Okay. I was so. also a C-section baby. Maybe it was just like the thing then. I think it was, I think it's still a big thing, but I think, yeah, yeah, it was. uh, It was because my brother was a C-section and at the time they didn't do vaginal birth after. They didn't do V-backs? They didn't do V-backs. Even now? Yes. That's Mm -hmm. why there's a name for it, V-back. Vaginal birth. It might be both. (laughs) It's very hearty beer. (laughs) It's extremely salty and... It's got a kick to it. It does have a kick to it. <laughs> but with a little lime? Yep. Mm. Okay. You've likely heard the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention stat that almost 33% of births are done by cesarean. But that doesn't mean you're facing a one in three chance. First time moms aren't carrying who aren't carrying multiples, hit full term, and go into labor spontaneously have a C-section rate of less than 15% according to a study in the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology, which is funny because, like I told you before, everyone I know except for you has had a C-section. Well, there are also women who are probably, you probably know most women who are a little older. Because yeah. I think out here, women have babies a little older. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because we're, you know, we're yeah. a uh, coastal, we're coastal elites. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. What to do? If your doctor wants to schedule a cesarean, ask about trying labor first. If the recommendation is a mid-labor surprise, discuss with your provider the benefits, um, risks, and alternatives. Okay. The surgery will take about 45 minutes, and your partner can almost always stay with you. Hmm. Not not the case when we were born. No, it was like, conch, you're out. Yeah. And also the men were too busy outside smoking cigarettes and my, watching sports my dad was watching himself on tv 
because something he was on was playing while <laughs> one of us was being born. I, don't I wonder if my dad was even at the hospital. <laughs> he was probably at a bar. <laughs> Just going to wait it out. C-section uh, is used to deliver a baby through surgical incisions made in the abdomen and uterus. Healthcare providers. Karen's going to squirm during this. Mm. I mean, he I doesn't know even if, know. Wait, he does not know. What's I coming. know. Healthcare providers might recommend a C-section if labor isn't progressing normally. The baby is in distress. The baby or babies are in an unusual position. A C-section is the safest way to deliver babies whose feet or buttocks enter the birth canal first. Do you mm-hmm. know what that's called? Breach. Very good. Nice. Or babies whose sides or shoulders come first. Do you know what that's called? I didn't. No. Transverse. Ooh. So they're like, coming through yeah. the side. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm elbowing my way out of yes. this situation. You're carrying more than one baby. Mm-hmm. There's a problem with the placenta. If the placenta covers the opening of the cervix, a C-section is recommended for delivery. That's called placenta previa. That's or what previa. my mom had. Oh, she me. Oh, okay. You always got to be a problem. Yeah, well, I started that way. <laughs> Prolapsed umbilical cord. A C-section might be recommended if a loop, this freaks me out, if a loop of umbilical cord slips through the cervix in front of the baby. Mm. Like a like a, like a a um, velvet rope yes. at a club. Yes. The baby's v- got to break through that. That's a VIP baby. Yeah. Baby's got to show ID. There's a health... <laughs> <laughs> There's a health concern. A C-section might be recommended for women with certain health issues, such as heart or brain condition. There's a blockage, a large fibroid blocking the birth canal, a pelvic fracture, or a baby who has a condition that can cause the head to be unusually large. Oh, man. Poor large head baby. I know. What a little cutie, though. I see so many of those cuties with the little helmets on to to reshape their heads. Alex had the helmet. Did she? Yeah. Oh, I remember that now. Yep. And it's just because, like, the head comes out misshapen? It's really common with twins because they're kind of shoved. You know, they don't have as much space. (laughs) Yeah. So oftentimes one of them will have a little bit of a flat head on the back Uh uh-huh and um so you know that's just supposed to help so they don't have that flat spot do you remember how long she had to wear it i think like 10 months or something oh gosh maybe it wasn't that long and we had to keep taking her back to the appointment and they did these weird images and but she would she didn't mind it it was okay you know and it was just aesthetics really right yes if there's Absolutely. nothing wrong. And and they it's like you never even know if it actually works or not because it's like <sighs> oh could it have healed on its own. It might yeah. have just they might just grow out of it anyway, but it, you know you're you're not going to not do it. Of course. If somebody's like, right. you know your baby might have a flat head. You're like put the helmet on. <laughs> we'll pay for it. That's fine. <laughs> okay, risk to babies with a C-section include breathing problems, surgical injury, mm-hmm. risk to mothers in a C-section. See, this is why I was wondering, I was like, why is that such a big deal? To yeah. Infection. Mm-hmm. After a C-section, there might be a risk of developing an infection of the lining of the uterus, endometrius, endometritis, endometritis in the urinary tract or at the site of the incision. Blood loss, reactions to anesthesia, blood clots, surgical injury. I mean, it's a surgery. Yeah, right? of it's course. Like, I know. If you don't want to, if you don't have to have a surgery, right? Avoid it. I would right. say. Increased risks during future pregnancies. I thought this was interesting. Having a C-section increases the risk of complications in a later pregnancy and in other surgeries. Mm-hmm. The more C-sections, the higher the risk of placenta previa or previa, and a condition in which the placenta becomes attached to the wall of the uterus, placenta accreta. 
No, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, so these are other things that people are worried about and sort of answers to them. Okay. I personally felt like, well, because, which I'll get into later, but because I had a planned, scheduled induction, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was preparing for a car wreck. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Actually, it wasn't even because, I take that back, it wasn't because of the planned induction. It was when I was reading all those baby books. Yeah. And they're like, this is what's going to happen. And I was like, well, I'm going to suffer some injuries, but I know about it ahead of time. It's really fucking weird. Yes. Like, that's what I meant by I'm preparing to get in a car accident. Right, right. Okay. I'm nervous about labor pain. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that is on the top of most people's minds. Labor will hurt, but you have options. And even if you just decline drugs, the worst is over fast. I don't know about that. But they also, I think, I do think film and television makes it look like it's this screaming festival. Like, I'm not saying they make it look worse than it is because it is quite an event on your body. Right. And it is a real thing. (laughs) Did you have an epidural? I did. So, see, we don't know. We don't really know how much it hurts without the... It still was a lot. Like, Oh, okay. But, but definitely before that epidural, I was like, wow. Yeah. Oh, what, when the labor pains were coming. Yes. Okay. But I'm saying, like, in the movies, they're always, like, screaming yeah. and, like... I'm gonna kill you! You did this to screaming me! Screaming at everyone. That's stupid cliche. And, and, I hate and, that. And, and I think that that is terrifying to women. Yeah. To see. Yeah. No, it is. It is. It's very scary. I think they'd... I think, I think it'd be more realistic to watch actual births. I think I did that by accident once. Oh, I know. I was babysitting. <laughs> yeah. And I was slipping through someone's photo album and there were pictures of the birth. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I don't need to be looking at this. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be flipping through someone's photo album. <laughs> it was a lot. It is. It, it a is. Lot. It is a lot. Uh, labor will hurt, but you have options. Even if you decline drugs, the worst is over fast. The pain has a purpose. It drives us into movements and positions that help labor progress. Most women feel able to manage the early and active stages of delivery, which are by far the longest portion. The relatively shorter period of transition, typically one to three hours, is toughest. The good news is that pushing you is usually right around the corner. And then, of course, the euphoria of the birth. Boy, I didn't fucking feel any euphoria when I gave birth. Um, If med-free isn't your thing or your labor pain management isn't working, just say the word and relief, like an epidural, will be mm-hmm. on its way. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure I talked about this in another episode, but long story short, I had to be induced. I never went through labor. I, I don't even know what labor pains are because, or regular labor pains, because it just wasn't happening. He did not okay. want to leave. Yeah. So um, they gave me Pitocin, which is the drug to oh, induce boy. labor. Yeah. And I don't know how I didn't know this, mm-hmm. but I swear to God, no one ever told me that the Pitocin increases the labor pain more than you could ever fucking imagine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is labor. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until after I gave birth that someone schooled me. Like, no, 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 that increases. That's why you felt, because I was groaning. I was in so much pain. And then they gave me the epidural. Thank God they still have time to give me the epidural. Okay. Um, Score better odds. Sign up for yoga. This is to reduce pain, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Prenatal yoga practitioners reported less pain during labor, um, and it's no surprise the pairing of movement and breath builds endurance, teaches you to breathe deeply, and helps you relax into discomfort, 
whether that's warrior's pose or labor pains. In addition to the breathing techniques and positions you learn, there are other medication-free tactics to lower the pain or at least make you better able to tolerate it. But if all the birthing ball bouncing in the world can't help you get a grip on your contractions, opt for an epidural. I like that they're like not anti-medicine. In yeah, this. they're not like, what is the Bradley method is the birthing class we took. They were so anti. Oh, you took the Bradley method. Yes, we took the class. Oh. And they, the, the, it was at a yoga studio, which I was very happy with because I'm, you know, big on yoga and I used to be a yoga teacher, used to be a yoga teacher. And so I was very into that, but they were so anti, um, any kind of meds. Yeah. And also just even like the woman teaching, it was like pretty anti even a lot of things like taking certain vitamins and like, you don't know what's in those. Uh-huh. And she made some weird, she made some weird claims about autism. And I was like, Oh, oh you're crazy. You don't, you're not, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, um, it was a lot of like, you know, guilt. If you did that kind of yeah. stuff that, it was kind of very, it definitely felt like you were in a weird cult. Yeah. That was like. I, I recently almost got into it with this woman who was a Bradley teacher. Mm-hmm. And because um, she started spouting off on how dangerous, you know, and I, but it was my friend's like mom's friend. Okay. So I just let it go. But I was like, oh, this is bu- such bullshit. I can't even like, anyway, I'm sure it had its time and place. Natural childbirth. But uh, and if you, I'm that, over it. I think if that's your choice, that's fine. But yeah, it, doesn't yeah, yeah. Mean, it doesn't need to be everybody's choice. And I do think the epidural is why I was able to. Of course. Get, why I was able to have the strength to push out Benjamin and not have a C-section. Because the pain was wearing me down so much Ugh. and exhausting me that then once I had the epidural, I actually was able to have enough like sort of relief yeah. that I could sort of gather my resources to have the strength. To push. Yeah, right. Of course. And I think that sometimes people don't realize that the pain can really wear you down. And I still felt it. I still felt it enough that I knew when to push. Like, it it didn't numb me completely to the bottom of my half of my body that I didn't know what was going on. It just turned it down enough for me that I was able to, like, be aware of myself. Yeah. Anyway. I went with the Bradley Cooper method, which was I just imagined a very good looking man with two different color eyes. And uh, that seemed that to do worked. the trick. It just did yeah. the trick. You know, maybe you should teach that method. I, I should. <laughs> As an yes. alternate. I will just play old episodes of um, Alias. Mm-hmm. And uh, say, I, don't, I, I would love to know the percentage of people who take classes who then apply what they learned in the class. Because we didn't apply jack shit. Now, I had an... I don't know how unusual it was, but I had a an extenuating circumstance, which, which is that I was induced. But almost everybody has an extenuating circumstance. That's what I'm that's saying. That's what I'm saying. It's, so is, I think the classes should actually be a baby's coming home with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Here's yes. what you need to know. Yes. Because they teach you all of the stuff that's about one moment, some small period yeah. of time in a room that then everything's different. Yeah. Because it never goes the way. It's like, you you know, get a playlist together. Do you want candles in the room? And I'm like, what? There, what no. room are you talking about? I'm not getting the suite in Cedar sinai No kidding. Like, or do you want to walk around or do you want to sit? I'm like, nobody gave me any choice of that kind of stuff. Like, 
and then you realize, oh, there's there is a baby coming home with you, <laughs> too. In your my case, yes, like. And you are not Maybe ready. clear a pathway to your bathroom. Yeah. Okay, here's another fear. I'll tear or need an episiotomy. How likely is it? Once routine, episiotomies cutting the per- perineum or tissue between the v- vagina and rectum, Garen, mm-hmm. to make more room for the baby or prevent a more severe tear are now done in roughly 12% of births, usually to speed things along if baby's not handling labor well. Tearing happens when your skin won't stretch enough to accommodate your cutie and is quite common. Doctors repair a laceration in almost half of hospital births. Your OB may give you a shorter snip, requiring just a couple of snitches to prevent rupture. It's not for the faint of heart. No, I had to have I had to have a little stitch after. Yeah. But my doctor did a lot of like stretching. Like, uh, while I was in labor, he was like with those like spacer earrings. Yeah, he just yeah. Put, put he in, just kept putting bigger and bigger g- earrings. Yeah, the gauges. Yeah, gauges. Yeah, yeah gauges. just gradually bigger and bigger. A lot of, I was like just a barista <laughs> at a Silver Lake coffee shop the, down you there. The, you had <laughs> you had the hippest vagina. Oh. Honestly, nothing grosses me out more than those fucking gauges. Oh. I cannot take I, it. I can't deal with I it. I can't. I'm too old take to see it. it. It's so gross. <laughs> and it's just like, who are you fooling? That's Somebody's not... attracted to that. Someone's attracted to that. Yeah. 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 yeah there's a lid Makes for me that want to vomit. But yeah. Yeah. Well, we, the lid is in the ear hole. That's we, the problem. We make somebody want to vomit. So. <laughs> <laughs> we make somebody want to vomit. I assume. We must. Right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, you know, like. Ugh, look at are, how normal they are. Uh, those, Such normies. Look at those women with their regular earrings and their <laughs> eyeshadow. okay score better odds side lying in upright positions are great for protecting the perineum um even women who get an epidural may be able to use a squat bar when it's time to push which i don't know how i mean a squat bar did your uh delivery room have a squat bar (gasps) no but it did have a pilates cadillac machine no, it didn't. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> no, it was Kaiser Permanente. I was happy yeah. if it had a sink. I mean, it was, you know, no, it didn't have a squat bar. But also, I, I was, I don't understand if you have an epidural, how you're able to stand up and suddenly do squats. I don't know either. I, I, I never, I never wanted to move from that bed. You couldn't, I just wanted to grip those handrails. Yeah. And you couldn't even peel my finger, like Sven would be like, why don't you relax your hands a little? And I'd say. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do right now. <laughs> you did this to me. <laughs> I kind of was like that a little bit. Oh, really? Not. I didn't say that. I was a little like he was. He kept saying, "Remember to think about the place that relaxes you and take a deep breath." And I was like, "I don't want to think about Belize right now. <laughs> it's not working." That's what I'm saying. It's Those not working. Are... Yeah, like the things they kept saying. I was like, "None of this is working right now. I just have to get through this moment." <laughs> I just want to remember the time I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> um, okay. Even women who... Okay, so supposedly you can still uh, do it. All right. In addition, ask a nurse to hold a warm compress over your perineum. That seems very intimate. Which I don't think I could have made that request. <laughs> no. I couldn't. I, you won't even ask for extra sugar for your no. coffee. You're not going to ask... Could you hold a warm <laughs> my on my taint? taint? <laughs> I couldn't have even asked for that for my forehead. <laughs> Let alone on my... Jeez. Which Jeez. increases blood flow and elasticity. Your nurse can also give you a perennial massage. Nope. As that, you push. Yeah, that's what my doctor was doing and when I was in active labor. And at that point, you know, I didn't care what anybody did I to gotta me. I got to tell you, we did everything you were supposed to do. 
beforehand. Yes. You, and, did you eat the salad? Yes. Okay. In LA, there is a restaurant in the valley mm-hmm. called The Salad. I didn't even know it was called The Salad, but I've heard about The Salad. And it's supposed to endure, induce labor. Guess what? It doesn't induce labor because nothing fucking induces Olive. labor. Oliver never wanted to leave you. He didn't want to leave. He wanted to be, he wanted to be up near- in my grill yeah. or whatever that's called and as long as there, possible. He's remained. And he's still there. <laughs> he does not. Okay. Um, your nurse can also. Okay. Uh, do, do, do. All right. What to do. If you have a snip, you'll be so distracted by the birth <laughs> that you won't register the sting of anesthesia your doctor injects before stitching you up with sutures that dissolve in a few weeks. The tissue, thank God it's the kind that dissolve and you don't have to go back and have them oh, removed. Right. The tissue may itch or feel tight as it heals. Sitting in a bath daily can ease soreness and normal swelling from the delivery. Uh, and a topical estrogen cream may be prescribed if the incision isn't healing. Okay, here's one I've heard a lot about. I'll poop on the table. That's another fear. I'll poop on the table. How likely is it? Very. And you don't care. P.S. Uh, supposedly, I didn't. According to Jimmy, I didn't. Unless he's just pulling a long con. You he, think he's pulling a I long do. con? I do. Maybe he was just up. Well, was he down at the end? I was going to say, maybe he wasn't there at that moment. Because they say here that they clean it up really quickly. Yeah. And you may not Sven even know. Sven was up with me at that point anyway. Yeah. Holding my hand. But I, I'm sure I did. Like, yeah. you can't push that hard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And not have poop come out. Right. If there is anything inside of you ahead of the baby, it's going to get pushed out. As your baby's head moves through the birth canal, it flattens your rectum like a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that image just makes me it's, laugh. Because Poop's funny. Most women wind up pushing out a little poo along with their baby, so don't be embarrassed. Okay, I'm going to... We, we got that whole thing. You really, I just want to reiterate this to anyone who is either pregnant right now or has not had a baby, but probably will someday or maybe will. Yeah. You don't care. You really don't care in the moment. Right. I'm not saying you don't care now. I'm saying in the moment, you will not care. You were so focused on pushing. Like you're just, you're, you are another entity at that time. Yeah. You're not like even thinking about right. any vanity at all. Right. No. Labor induction, also known as inducing labor, yeah, there's your grammar for you, is prompting the uterus to contract during pregnancy before labor begins on its own for a vaginal birth. A healthcare provider might recommend inducing labor for various reasons, primarily when there's concern for the mother's or baby's health. An important factor in predicting whether an induction will succeed is how soft and expanded the cervix is. Cervix ripening. Cervical Ooh. ripening. Blech. Ripe for the picking. The gestational oh, age. Sexy. Of, it's, I'm telling you, it's all really gross. The gestational age of the baby, as confirmed by early regular ultrasounds, also is important. If a healthcare provider recommends labor induction, it's typically because the benefits outweigh the risks. If you're pregnant, understanding why and how labor induction is done can help you prepare. To determine if it is necessary, uh, they will evaluate several factors, including the mother's health, the status of the cervix. They also include the baby's health, gestational age, weight, size, and position in the uterus. Reasons to induce labor include... Nearly one to two weeks beyond the due date without labor starting. Uh, I was 10 days Mm -hmm. when labor doesn't begin after the water breaks an infection in the uterus when the baby's estimated weight is less than the 10th percentile for gestational age when there's not enough amniotic fluid surrounding the baby Mm -hmm. possibly when diabetes developing 
possibly when diabetes develops during pregnancy, which is called gestational diabetes, Mm -hmm. or diabetes exists before pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to go over some of the risks of inducing. Failed induction. An induction might be considered failed if the methods used don't result in a vaginal delivery after 24 hours. In such cases, a C-section might be necessary. Low fetal heart rate. The medications used to reduce... The medications used to induce labor, oxytocin or a prostaglandin, might cause the uterus to contract too much, Mm -hmm. which can lessen the baby's oxygen supply and lower the baby's heart rate. Mm. Infection. Some methods of labor induction, such as rupturing the membranes, might increase the risk of infection for both mother and baby. The longer the time between membrane rupture and labor, the higher the risk of infection. Uterine rupture. This is a rare but serious complication in which the uterus tears along the scar from a prior C-section. Remember we were talking about the problems? Um, Rarely uterine rupture can also occur in women who have not had previous uterine surgery and bleeding after delivery. Wow. Okay. Are you ready for a short story? I love it. Okay. This is just one of those things where people write into a magazine and tell their birth story. So it's not like a long thing it's just like an anecdotal sort of thing. i love it i love an anecdotal this thing. is jillian q from nyc Ooh, she sounds like a bond character <laughs> she is my son was breached and born by c-section so when i became pregnant with my daughter a year and a half later i decided it made the most sense to have her by c-section as well mm-hmm. we had the c-section scheduled for a monday but on friday night i started having tiny contractions my doctor said not to worry it was just pre-labor But as the contractions got worse, I started to panic. My husband called a friend to come and stay with our son, and off we went to the hospital to see what was what. Yeah. After five years of walking around the hospital um, at the block. Five years? Sorry. Let me do that again. After five hours of having me walk around the hospital, the block, you name it, they determined it was indeed pre-labor, and I was cleared to have my C-section as planned on Monday. Okay. Sheepishly, I went home. My contractions progressed, but not wanting to cause another false alarm, I ignored them, assuming I was nowhere close to actually having a baby. Mm-hmm. We did, however, ask my mom to drive up just in case we needed her to stay with our son. And wouldn't you know it, come 2 a.m. Saturday, I was in agony. Though my water hadn't broken, my contractions were coming constantly, and I knew I had to get to the hospital stat. When I arrived at triage... When I arrived at triage, they agreed and called my doctor to hurry in to perform the C-section. Everybody kept telling me there was plenty of time, but in between begging the attending physicians for an epidural, no dice when you're awaiting surgery, it turns out, I could feel myself starting to push. I'm pushing, I screamed. Don't push, the nurses screamed back. Too late, I yelled. And there you have it. I delivered my daughter by accident and via VBAC, mm-hmm. just as my doctor was pulling into the parking lot. Yes. As I like to finish the story, she's been surprising and terrorizing us ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she knew. She knew. That's an, also she had already had a baby. It's an important note, I think, as well to give, which is listen. You to know, your you yes. know, and like sometimes you really have to badger healthcare professionals when Apparently. it's especially with motherhood and childbirth that like you know what your body's telling you, and they can be very dismissive mm-hmm. of women. Uh, absolutely. And you have to be insistent of like, listen, something's wrong. Something's off. This is what's happening. Yes. And you kind of have to keep saying it and maybe say it to other doctors or get a different doctor if they're being dismissive. dismissive yeah. Because. Or just 
squat right down the yeah. lobby, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was that. I love that. Let's I'm so glad we talked about the it. afterbirth during the break. <laughs> um, you know, what? I'm going to have someone come in and do that. Well, that's what Garen's for. Yeah, yeah. By someone you mean Garen. I thought that was a given. Okay, get a clothespin for your nose, and um, we will be uh, right back after this. Can't wait. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Danielle. Christine. I really like your earrings and I'm oh, thank you. sorry I didn't bring it up on the air earlier. You know what? God damn it. The friendship's over. <laughs> I know. Let's. This will be our final episode. I don't generally wear earrings on Tuesdays because of the uh, headphones. Mm-hmm. Are they called headphones? I always use the wrong word. I don't know what else we would call them. Headsets? <laughs> no. Headsets. Cans. What? <laughs> my cans. <laughs> that evokes other my cans. They're all... Top notch. I all mean, of my cans. We've all been admiring your cans. For years. Now I'm going to get a HR meeting with who's in charge of HR here? Just like the guy in the hall. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm going to get called in. What's that handsome guy's name from? T- Tyler? Tyler, yeah. There's yeah, a Tyler. there's a model, an ex-model who roams these halls. Now I'm going to get a meeting with an ex-model. Yeah. Which is what I've been vying for this whole time anyway. I know. So. Um, well. As, what did you do during, during the break? I, I know people like hearing what we did during the break. I talked with our guest. I got yeah. we gossiped about um, Hollywood. Oh, okay. I'd like to hear about that. I missed it, of course, because I had a pee. Um, so before we went to break, we were talking about how to survive delivering a baby, and now we're going to talk about how to survive driving with a baby with our guest star Matt. Bronger, you know Matt from television. He is an actor. He's a comedian. I remember you, Matt, in a short-lived series that I really wished kept going on because I liked it so much. Up All Night. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, with uh, our friend, um, what the f- uh, I was going to call her Samantha Who. Christina Applegate? <laughs> Christina Applegate. Oh, so you mean Samantha Who? <laughs> Samantha Who. Yeah. I love Christina Applegate. You know, she was in a show called Samantha Who, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Christina Applegate and Will uh, we'll, uh, Arnett. Arnett, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you were I the- Yes, right. And it was so good. And it was the weirdest thing because they changed halfway. They changed the format of the show. Yeah. So just tell me quickly what they did because it was so weird. You know, I I have so many situations where I'm so outside looking in but still in. Uh You know, I was just recurring. So they would kind of just write uh, me and Gene Villapique, who played my wacky wife, into... Oh, that was Gene Villapique Mm -hmm. from AP Bio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. uh, They were uh, the neighbors. You guys were the neighbors. Yes. Horrifically annoying neighbors. Yeah. And we were in the... the, I believe it was... Was it the pilot or the second episode where there was us and there was an androgynous couple across the street who were very, very hip. Uh-huh. You know, not that they were androgynous. Right. That wasn't the point. The point was they were dressed very in monochromatically uh-huh. and had giant dogs. And the, the couple you live near, you're like, I don't relate to them. <laughs> right, right. We were just the annoying uh, uh, neighbors, but the writers were having so much more fun with us that we kept getting written so in and cool. again and again. And again. Uh, yeah, so it, it, was, it was a blast. But yeah, at a certain point, they flipped it from 
this woman who is kind of uh, basically the producer of a television show it's starring my Rudolph right, character. Right, like an Oprah show. Yes, like right. like kind of a, she was kind of a trash Oprah. Like if, yeah. if Oprah would walk in a room and just say, it's me, Oprah, like yell at everybody. <laughs> right. like, I think she would. I think she maybe, does. Well, she probably has something to do with that. She would be a little right, bit. Right, right. There would be discretion on yeah. the level of, a, of an international Yeah, she's like a, a like little herself. person step on a stool and then with a right. trumpet announce her presence. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> something, something very different, very royal. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was, it, it, it was just this super fun show. And then they, yeah, they, they, they flipped the whole thing and and kind of did, took away the show within the show a little bit yeah. more. And you know, when, and also wasn't it like a single camera and then it became a sitcom and then it became yeah, like a three camera? They, they, try, they just tried a couple different it things. It was so in that weird. Season. I now wild. remember the show. You remember the show? Yeah. At first, I was like, it sounds familiar. But it was and now so, I'm remembering it. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. I didn't understand why well, they were screwing. Why they with changed? It. They didn't need to because it was it was just the idea of like you're a parent, but you still want to party. Yeah, like that's, that's infinitely all, relatable. That, like was, every parent yeah. has that where it's like, can I keep some of my freedom? Right. Which literally is my life. My wife and I only had one kid. Right. Like not to party necessarily, but to have freedom to be able to <laughs> right. move when we want and la la yes. la and travel. So you know, and also all we wanted was one. But it's kind of this thing of. You know, to the 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 ant the anti sacrifice your entire life for your child show. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. with, yeah, and yeah. Very it, funny it was, about it. It was perfect. It was yeah. perfect casting. It was perfect chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we are going to get into your kid in a second. Okay. But before we do that. Yeah. What's going on now? Where can we see you? Oh, what? I have a special out on YouTube oh. called Doug that is named after a terrible guy I met on vacation with my wife. Before <laughs> we and, it, you know, I just chose that name. But oh, it's kind that. of like I, I my, my thing is I kind of had this, you know, uh, this 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 yeah. just kind of you know keeping my options open life which a lot of men have and mine went on very very long partially because of my career partially because uh-huh. of uh, you know just me being a selfish uh, uh, self centered only child but uh, my my wife and I uh, met quote unquote kind of later in life okay. and um, though I was never what you'd call necessarily a scumbag or anything like that <laughs> I met a guy named Doug who was and he was married. <laughs> And he had, oh, no. uh, he, had, he had kids and he didn't like the fact that he had kids. And, oh. you know, I like a good time. But Doug and his wife spent the entire time in the Caribbean getting effed up. And <laughs> very angry that they had a family. And I was always oh like, God. I, I kind of, if I want a family, I want a family. I'm not doing one because of societal pressure. Right. You know what yes. I mean? So, you know, and it, it kind of goes through the, the story I'm going to talk about today with the travel across the country during the pandemic, but also kind of uh, finding, a, you know, a, a big chunk of happiness kind of at the quote unquote late in life. I don't look at it that way. And I always laugh about how I technically I am like a grandfather in places like Tennessee. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not in L.A. No, you're totally park, typical in L.A. An 80-year-old dude yeah. on his seventh yeah. marriage just bitching about having yeah. to chase the one she demanded they make, quote-unquote, naturally, and trying to get $1,000 to chase his kid because his back is fused. You know, oh. it's... It, so it, anyway, Doug, Doug is for free. It's I, I, I can't wait to watch it. I want it to be like it. a vacation for people of all ages, and you'll like it if you have kids, you'll like it if you don't. And I just think we're in the era of, it's really however you want your life to be. If, if you... Yeah. Yeah, uh, no bend. one's telling you you have to have children. Nope, or 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 that you you shouldn't or whatever. 
you know, so that it's kind of like my little story, my little microcosm of, of my life and time. I'm thinking know, so. White Lotus season three yeah. for this for this story of Doug. Doug would go. I mean, and and he was also a fascinating guy. Doug's whole thing was he he judged other people about what they did for a living or how much uh, money they had. Oh and, God, you didn't tell also, me you were a comic, did you? That's uh, that's I won't, I don't want to okay. give the whole okay, story okay, away. Okay. That's on the thing. All but right, I will I'm gonna just watch say it. every time I saw Doug, he was drunk and wet, like, <laughs> like he had just rolled in on the froth of the surf and he was, he was like in his 50s and it's always that thing where when i see someone that still goes that hard I'm yes. like are you talking to your doctor are you yes. talking to your psychologist it's alarming we're talking about your story okay yeah, so yeah. what what happened uh basically uh in early 2020 um as we all remember um oregon caught fire yes, and yes. my parents live there and oh, you know no it was it was more like the Ashland area, which is more uh, Southern Oregon. My parents live in Portland, which is in the north. But the the, the air was like you know India at its worst mm, in like yeah. in the industrial areas. And so uh, we were going to take my daughter in a in a Winnebago up and just not get out of it. Just bring enough food to go through there. And, okay. And, and how old was your house. daughter? At this she point. was six weeks old. Oh my god! Yeah. Tiny, Holy god! Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it was oh here, let's bring this kid to my parents. A lot of it was. Let's just get the hell out of L.A. for a while. I'm yeah. stir crazy. Everybody was stir crazy. Like, yeah. And then California caught fire, too. Right. Yeah, because the and air was awful here as well. Yeah, it got awful mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. The same problem happened with the wildfires. And so we had planned to do the Oregon run as a test run to later that year around Thanksgiving drive to uh Kara's parents' place in ah. Mansfield, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, screw it. Let's do that now. Got so. It. We loaded up uh, my car, which is an electric car, with uh, all of our supplies and our child and drove uh, across the country uh, 3,300 miles, basically. Wow. Um, Holy During a pandemic and an election year. Okay. In an electric car with California plates. Oh, fine. Who was running that year? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you remember. It was a mellow election. Not contentious at all. Yeah. Fun to be in some of those states. Oh, my God. In an electric car. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I didn't get... The 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 razzing I I thought I'd get. In mm-hmm. fact, my big takeaway was there are people who I'm sure I would diametrically disagree with on almost every socio political issue, but we all kind of got along because I saw the same look of fearful uncertainty in literally everyone's eyes. Mm-hmm. Every single state I went to, people were like, "I don't know what's next. Is this the rest of our lives? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to be. Yeah, uh, and you know, let's be honest, the the internet uh, is is the problem." Because the internet mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, uh, clickbait thrives sure. on danger. Mm-hmm. So people are at each right. other's necks. But, you know, I, uh, I, I at one point, what, we, we traveled across the country, you know, just from charging station to charging station. So mm-hmm. when we right. charge up the car, that's when we take Rose out and walk around in a stroller and go change her inside a gas station right. or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. I, have, I tell a story um, on Doug about stopping in a biker bar slash family <laughs> restaurant in Nebraska <laughs> that's called Thunder Road. And uh, if anyone's listening and you're in Nebraska, go. It's a great place. The changing table is in the men's restroom in what? the bar, if you can believe Wait it. Wait a second. That that's extremely progressive. I, I love that. Wow. Rose had a blowout beyond a blowout. Then the, then the smell just Well, all that beer. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, <laughs> six-year-olds can't hold six their liquor. She's no. on the way having roadies, you know. Yeah. And 
and we pulled in and I didn't know what it was. It was so big. It looked like a, a warehouse of some kind. And it's just there's motorcycles as far as the eye wow. can see. And I went into the family restaurant area and they were like bathrooms actually in the bar. And so I went through their holy oh, rows and put her on this changing table that you could have you could use to birth a horse. Like it was the most <laughs> extremely large changing table I've ever seen. I was gonna say maybe it wasn't for babies. You know, maybe it was maybe like it had the baby symbol on it, but maybe okay. those guys would crack it I'm down and they do secret drinking something or horse you know, birth while they're old ladies. Horse birth, yeah. Chris thinks <laughs> bring a horse into the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and I, you know, the the rest of the story, again, is on the special, not to lay the bait and, and all that stuff. But I connected with, you know, uh, a biker guy who was staring at my naked kid. And you have that <laughs> feeling of you're like, what? Oh. And you, you, you that sinking feeling, is this guy a creep? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. And he basically was like, that's a rash. And I was like, excuse oh. me. And he said, and I say this in the joke, but he, he was like, he was like, uh, you know, I, I got I got four of those. <laughs> Kids, you mean? He's like, I know a rash when I see one. And that's a rash. And he opened up his his pocket of his his cut. You know, his his leather jacket. That's what it's called. The a cut. In. A cut. Yeah, it's like those leather vests they wear. That yeah. have, you know, Hell's Angels or yes. Mongols or whatever. In the you're, back. you're talking yeah. like I don't have one. Yeah, they, <laughs> I just didn't know that's one. what it was called. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, hot, the, the 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 hot road mamas. Yes. Right. Sure. Yeah. The, this guy he unsnapped a thing and he was like, "You got the cream," and he had no. diaper cream in his cut. No. Yeah, because because this bar had almost every biker had a kid next to him that they were just like you know with a chocolate milk or something, just like just a like, tr- like like with a bandana on and like much. bad haircuts. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And oh some, my. but some I, I I was delighted to see see still in their pajamas, like those kids that will, yes they scream so much. You're going to daycare in your damn pajamas. Yeah, Fine. yes, like yes. that's it. You know, even this guy who looks like you know. Odin from Norse mythology. Right. He cannot get his kid <laughs> into, into the clothes. But did he so. have wipes in the other pocket? And probably. I mean, he had. He he, he kind of. Just, we just. He was like, "Stay strapped, brother," and he walked out. No. And, <laughs> and it was like, it's the kinship. You know. Oh my god. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. At, at one point, at, at a charging station, a guy pulled up in a pickup truck and got out and didn't have a shirt on, and I was like, "Well, this is going to be trouble because he's kind of he's he's eyeing my car and you know he <sighs> saw the plates." And I took Rose out, and he just kind of took a step back, and he went, look at that baby. Like, he just said it to himself. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was, he melted. And yeah. we kind of oh just started talking God. about the weather. Yeah, it was like. It, See, we need more babies yeah. in government. I swear to God. Babies are January a great 6th equalizer. never would happen if someone just walked out the front with a small, you know. Actually, during the um, 15 rounds of voting for the Speaker of the House, did you see that everyone brought their babies? That's pretty funny. A yeah. lot of the um, reps brought their babies and a, a couple of men were strapped had their babies strapped on them the entire time wow it was really interesting to see that's wild because i mean if there's ever a time that calls for child care my kid would not sit still during a session it was of the weird house. well i guess they can walk around with them and stuff because in between voting i don't know and there were some older kids there too and i'm like they got to be bored out of their fucking minds yeah absolutely yeah, yeah it was that, crazy that, that's got to be some kind of demonstrative thing <laughs> they were all doing because maybe you know i mean you know your kids are are, are both your kids are, are, are grown, yeah. you know, enough to have cognitive dis, dis, distance yeah. and yeah. awareness. My kid will just be like, oh, let me explore. And I have to follow her. Yes. Right. So yes, I yes. would be that congressperson that's just like, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, she did I miss the vote? I'm sorry. Past you. Yeah. I'm going right. to climb over. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Rose, Rose, give it back. Give it back. Yeah. Give it back. Yeah. Give it back. yeah. That would have been me. So I, I can't I can't imagine being in Congress that's and crazy. bringing my kid. You know. So she's two and a half now. She's two and a half. Yes. Okay. So you're okay. So then you're in the thing and uh, the guy's. 
and well, and 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 we got along, and uh-huh. he 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 screamed at his friends to come look at this baby, and they came out of no. the truck. I didn't know there was anybody else, but else in the truck. The windows were grimy, oh and, uh, thick with 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 dirt. Must. But they got out, and then they all kind of gathered around Rose, and we started talking about how things are going and stuff. Wow. And, and yeah, yeah, and uh, one of them, one one guy in a different group, uh, told me that daughters are the best. Except they they love you to death till they're thirteen, and they hate your fucking guts till they're thirty. That's yeah. his words. Excuse wow, like till thirty. Mm-hmm. Wow, like, that's a that's a big, window. That's a <laughs> that's long, such that's, a window. And for and for the parents' lifespan, that's that's a big chunk of your life. Yeah, and especially I mean, if you're older when you give exactly yeah, birth yeah. or thirty a parent. Yep. I'm like that's I don't know lot. if I have that long. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I do. You know. I mean, I'll be very old when she's thirty, but you know, hopefully still kicking. But it'll be <laughs> that moment where she's like, "Hey, I don't hate you anymore." Oh, thirtieth oh, birthday. Thank God. Okay. Is, that, is that today? You're on yeah. your deathbed. Yay. But we, we, it, it was, it was, it was almost like not just the, the, the fact that we kept moving and the fact that I was, I had developed a Tetris like system of moving all the suitcases and stuff out of the car into a, onto, um, you know, a luggage cart mm-hmm. into the hotel uh-huh. night after night after night, including a snoo. Do you guys know what that no. is? Snoo is basically uh, I know what a, shmoo a crib. Is. What's a shmoo? It was from Popeye? Oh. Shmoo from Popeye? Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're talking like 1940s Fleischmann cartoons here. I don't know if I'm getting it right, but okay. I think that's what a shmoo is. It, it was the sort of, um, what's the word? Um, like formless... Kind oh, yes. of thing. I remember that. But I don't know why well. it would be in Popeye, but I think it was. Anyway, this, Garen will look it up. This is basically like um, a snoo. A motorized crib. It basically what? rocks them, and you, you basically. Uh, uh, Straight jacket the kid, yeah. you know, yes. uh, when Swaddle. he or she is that small, and then it kind of just it just shakes them, and it, and it emits uh, a white noise that uh, mirrors that of what you'd hear inside the womb. Nice. So the kid knocks oh, out. Nice. Oh, I want one but, of these. I need but it's that. Heavy. It's probably about sixty pounds, and I carried those in and out of hotels across the country on a luggage cart or a laundry basket. Wow. If they didn't have yeah. any luggage carts available, so. That was stressful, but and it there was were just... no flights at this time, right? And we wouldn't have taken. And them. you wouldn't, because that was early, know. early day. It's yeah, too it was, scary. It was no, yeah. There, yeah. there was no risking anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't know anything about. I, I was in Ann Arbor the weekend. It all went down, and they're like, I was like, are we doing tonight shows? And I remember the the club owner was like, Yeah, the tickets are selling great. I'm like, That's not the point. Right. <laughs> That's exactly safe? the opposite of and, why we yeah, should be doing it. Exactly. Yeah. And I look back on how ignorant we were it wasn't anyone's fault but we didn't yeah. realize it was the breathing after the show i did like uh you know the little meet and greet at the front but the only precaution we made was we would just touch elbows we wouldn't shake hands because right. we thought it was handshaking yeah that's why yeah. we were wiping every yes. surface clean oh my god i remember groceries. That. Remember that. wiping down to the groceries bags of oreos with you know yeah glade or whatever so it's <laughs> you know it I, actually makes them healthier it <laughs> gives them a minty taste yeah. eat the whole sleeve yeah, yeah. Like pine uh but we you know, we uh, we were kind of just like go go go, and when we finally got to Massachusetts, we lived uh, in that small town she's from as honorary townies for about a month. Oh, so nice! We just stayed there mm-hmm. and uh, took Rose for walks, 
and it was gorgeous out and you know it was just before winter was going to hit uh, and so we would we would have kind of like outdoor gatherings uh-huh. with her friends she grew up with, you know, around uh, heaters, you know, gas-powered nice. heaters and yeah. stuff. And I remember the very last one we had, it was like we really pushed it. Yeah. I was like, I am freezing right now. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. heater at like, you know, 11 p.m. Like, eh, we no. have to stop. And so we, we drove back. and Other we, people are overrated at it, that yeah, point. <laughs> they really yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. And I remember election night, we were in uh, Asheville. Uh, wait, wait, wait a second. Which, so did you get to vote? Oh, yeah. Did you vote in Los Angeles before you left? Or? Yeah, we, we oh, okay, absentee, okay, absentee okay. ballot. Uh, uh, so we, we were we were in, in Asheville, uh, North Carolina. And, you know, that's kind of a blue bubble. Mm-hmm. It's definitely okay. like a, a, a progressive uh, town in the area that generally speaking isn't. You know, <laughs> Did you t- make and, sure you were in a blue area on election night? Was no, that part we, of the plan? We, we, it, we didn't have a plan uh, along those lines, but it was it was almost worse than being in a red city because you had guys driving into this election night into Asheville in pickups with Trump flags, no. screaming and doing donuts in the street. Really? Yeah, because well, Asheville is very art centric. You have people with like oh, they dyed their hair pink or weirdos. blue. Weirdos. Yeah, and they're you know they're outside having coffee or whatever, and these guys are screaming at them and they're screaming back. Jesus and we're Christ! And I'm up in this hotel looking down, and it looked like something out of like Road Warrior because these <sighs> trucks are just going up and down every major street, just antagonizing. That's all it was. And I remember voting, and of course the results are coming in, and we don't know anything yet. But it's like oh, it's looking like Trump has a chance. But we—that's because there's uh, no absentee ballots coming. Right. And as the days went on, it started going. We started relaxing a little bit yeah. more and going, okay, okay. And then we were in uh, New Orleans when they called it. Yeah. So we went there. Okay. Well, and that... we loaded into the hotel, and I remember middle of the day, it pops up on screen uh. for Biden, and we were like, wow. And it was like definitely like a, oh my god. This is amazing, but also just like just so weird because you'd walk. We went into Garden District just to walk around, and there were people who were either stone faced uh-huh. or mm-hmm. partying <laughs> dicks off. Yeah, people, they're throwing yeah. beads at your oh, six week old. hundred yeah. percent. There's a woman in a doorway with a flute of champagne, and a guy walked by angry, and she's like, "You mad bitch!" And oh my like, god. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, is walking. You, yeah. And, oh, and wow. you know, I will say the biggest thing about the trip is you were, I'd be so surprised by how people actually are mm-hmm. where there, there was a guy who had all his kids in a wheelbarrow and, what? uh, and he, and he, he had, and you know, it's archetypal. Oh, this has got to be a Trump voter, right? Yeah. He, he had taken a paintbrush and painted by Don on his shirt <laughs> And I'm changing rows in the trunk of the car, which I became adept at doing. I do yes. all the time, mm-hmm. yes. hundreds of times. And he walked by and was like, she's going to grow up in a better world, man. And just oh. kept walking, you know. It Are was you, very sweet. Well, I'm sorry to backtrack. No. Are you implying he spelled Biden incorrectly? <laughs> Did he spell Biden? B-Y-E-D-O-N. Oh, okay. it's sorry, a I wasn't pun. Clear. Yes. That's pretty clever. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I don't I, think I've ever heard that. I didn't get it for a minute, but yeah. By Don Biden. Mm-hmm. Got it. Nice. Yep. That's it. So, nice. you know, it was it was equal parts, I would say, people who were very, very happy and people who, who were not. But, Interesting. Um, you know, I didn't go have brunch at Brennan's where I'm sure there'd be, you know, fancy people. From, yeah. You know, old cotton money white. <laughs> <laughs> When we had, we went and had champagne uh, at lunch, and uh, a waiter, a waiter was like, kind of 
jumping from foot uh-huh. to foot excited and I was like I was like how long till you get off he's like two hours man can't fucking wait you know like because you know the young people were just yeah like, yeah yeah really go off but it was it was interesting and it was interesting driving back because then it was the whole thing of you know we knew he wasn't gonna concede like ever right. ever right. and then that became clear and so it was kind of like well we're still in it this is never over. Yeah. Okay. But know. it's weird to drive across the country mm-hmm. in limbo and then drive back in a new reality, <laughs> even though it wasn't reality yeah, for like, a lot of people. Yeah, like it still saying, isn't. Yeah. Saying I'll never forget it doesn't even suffice, you know, because it was it was such it was such a wild experience. But I think, you know, when you have a kid, you're already kind of making that jump. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I always go back to that Helen Keller quote where, like, security is basically an illusion. Life is either a great adventure or nothing. And that's severe, but so was Helen. (laughs) Can we just say it? Once you do have a kid. Can we just say it finally? She was a lot. Kind of. She was a lot. Kind of intense. Really needy. Okay. Yeah. Overcome a lot. It's all about you. (laughs) God, okay. We we get it. We get it. Your journey, Helen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, once you have a kid, and you're already you're already in it and you're already yep. on this 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 great adventure that is terrifying but even if you don't have a kid and you're just alive so it is it's yeah. a, it's its own thing you yes. know it, so it makes you kind of reflect on all of it and go well i could scream and flip out because everything caught fire or we could just get the hell out of dodge and understand we're probably going to be okay let's just take this cuz i think you know, it's a it's a huge part of your mental health to be able to, you know, stretch and go ahead and just try something. Yeah. Just get out yeah. there and try something. And, you know, within reason and uh, affecting safe boundaries and yeah, things like yeah, that. But yeah. I, I will say overall, I was pleasantly surprised. So the fascinating thing about this is that you're going to, I'm sure... As she gets older, you're going to be able to tell Rose that she lived through this extraordinary time in yeah. her very first weeks of life. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an interesting sort of, I'm sure you have lots of pictures. Of and, course. Um, you know, she, like, that was the beginning of her life, was yeah. this crazy change in climate, you know, political climate. and right, right. And a worldwide pandemic yeah. and mm-hmm. meeting all these different people and meeting her grandparents. I'm yeah. assuming that was the first time they saw her. Yes, yeah. for sure. And then, sure. and then, what, did you ever get to go up north? Yeah, no. My my parents came down. Oh, okay. they did what we were going to do, where they rented a Winnebago and they drove down. Oh, okay. oh I love so, that. Yeah, so that that was awesome. Um, everybody got to see everybody on a on a on a on a certain level. So you know, it was just kind of like zombie apocalypse living without yeah. the zombie yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was, so not yeah. as fun. Not as fun. No. Not, as, not as exciting. No. No. You can't wear pajamas in the apocalypse. You gotta have <laughs> hard no. shoes. Armor. Nobody's <laughs> carrying an axe. That one. No, no shotguns. Yeah. Um, well, what am I saying? It's America. We all have. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's so, armed. Everybody. But you go up north. Mm-hmm. You go a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Guns aplenty. So many guns. <laughs> so many guns. Yeah. That's that's what cracks me up when people are like, "Oh, Portland, so liberal." I'm like, mm, yeah. Parts. You know, you go two miles outside the city. You'll that's find. interesting. Yeah. Some real red folks. Yeah, but, I only know Portland really from Portlandia, so I only know that. That's and and Portlandia is pretty dead on too. Yeah, I, I've never seen a sketch that I was like totally not true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so good. Yeah, so good. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me, guys. It was such a great story. It was just like oh, I touched on all these things. I love it. Yes, and. Uh, Congratulations on Rose. Thank you. We saw pictures of her and she's She's really, really cute. Really cute. Thank you. And uh, we'll be right back with what did we learn today? Danielle, 
Are you ready to learn what we learned? Today? Correct. Yes. Moroccan mint tea, on average, has around 30 milligrams of caffeine per eight ounce cup. Is that a lot? I don't know. Because I don't know, I don't know what coffee has, but let's say yes. Okay. It, it seems feels like, like a lot. It, yeah. It does feel like a lot. I I think it's the same as a coffee? line of cocaine. Oh, sure. That has a lot of caffeine in it, too. Maybe teach what to do after the birth, fools. The Bradley Method emphasizes that birth is a natural process. Mothers are encouraged to trust their body and focus on diet and exercise through pregnancy. And it teaches couples to manage labor through deep breathing and the support of a partner or labor coach. Again, if it works for you, fantastic. But I just don't like the shaming of the drugs because drugs are, are a godsend. Yeah, guess what? My life is here because I take drugs. That's right. And I'm still alive because of them. So don't start telling me I'm not supposed to take them. Right. Jerk (laughs) shamers, yoga teaching, shaming hippie. Wow. Oxytocin or Pitocin can cause or strengthen labor and contractions during childbirth and control bleeding after childbirth. It can also be used to induce abortion. Oh, Jesus Christ. How hey. do you, seems like a bad... I know. I don't, no thanks. <laughs> How do you... What the No thanks hell? to that kind of abortion. <laughs> no, but it's just a weird... Like, it can either help you give birth or give you an abortion. It's like dice. It might be when you're far, kind of... It's a later... Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I That's don't want to even crazy. get into it because I don't know. Um... Vagina gauges seem like a missed opportunity. It really does. I'm sure there's some, I was going to say goth, but I'm sure goth is not the right term anymore, but I'm sure there's some. We might not know they already exist. Oh, that's a good point. You know, (laughs) so gross. I know that somebody's got a gauge in their dick. 100% someone's got a gauge in their dick. You mean in the pee hole, in the urethra? I don't know where people put things in their dick. Like weird things. And I don't want to know, so don't send any pictures. But... I'm sure there's a gauge in someone's dick. For, yeah. You can put things inside, right? That's sounding. Yeah. Oh, so gross. What did he say? It's, it's called you, sounding. You stick like a metal rod or something ah, inside. Oh, God. That just made like my insides. I just did like a thousand kegels. <laughs> oh, if, if that was if it was easy as that, I would just have you talk, talk to the, me about sounding all day. <laughs> Like, if if I had one of those Gwyneth Paltrow eggs yeah. in me right now, I would right. have crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a diamond now. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Protect your perineum. Perineum? Perineum. I never get that right. The urban legend of coyote. Pizza Cafe's labor salad. I yes. Sure, did I say that right? That's, Coy- that's the word. Coyote that's the place. pizza? That word is a conundrum to me. Is going strong after more than 25 years. The rather simple dish of romaine, watercress, walnuts, gorgonzola, and house-made vinaigrette is said to have helped untold expectant mothers go into labor. I mean, I guess, you know, if if you're going in your ninth month on your in your 40th week and you have it, I guess the chances are you're going to yeah. give labor. I mean, it, it didn't work for me. I bet they put castor oil in that salad dressing. Maybe in the dressing, yeah. Yeah. Oxytocin. Yeah. Oh, here we go. This is what I've been dying to know. Yes. The Shmoo is a fictional cartoon created by Al Cap 
The character first appeared in the comic strip Lil Abner on August 31st, 1948. The popular character has gone on to influence pop culture, language, geopolitics, human history, and even science. What? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You really tapped into something. Yeah, except I was wrong about it was Lil Abner, but but it was in a... It was in a show. There was a there was a schmoo cartoon as part of the Fred and Barney show or something, which I guess is post Flintstones. Okay. Oh, but they never they had met. a post show. They never met. Okay. because so they was, had their own um, like magical creature on the Flintstones. Gazoo. Yeah, Gazoo. Is gazoo? Al Cap connected to Andy Cap? Because that's another. That, that's what I was thinking, because Andy Cap is that horrible comic strip C-A-P-P. about the, about the uh, British guy who hates his wife. Remember how many comics were boring, but you just read them? <laughs> yes. Because that's literally yes. all you had to do as a child. Yes. I don't care about Sally Forth. And remember the family circle one that was just yes. supposed to be charming and it was never funny? No. Such a ripoff. When I was a kid, uh, oh, it was no, rip just because yeah, I felt yeah, yeah, cheated. Because yeah. when I was a kid, I was like, "These are supposed to be funny. I, I like funny things." No, never made, never once made me laugh. And all of it was like, either uh, what was the one with all the people who had the sort of weird noses? The far side? No, and it was a kind of intellectual to me. Oh, oh. Dooms, Doomsbury. Doomsbury. And I was like... Never got one of them. Never I understood was like, one of those. I don't even know what this is supposed to mean. All I know is that George Bush was in all of them, and I was supposed to understand it, and I never understood it and never thought it was funny. It feels like comics for vets. Yeah. Like veterans. Yes. That, like veterinarians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who were comics even for? I don't know. They were never... They f- were all mixed up with like kid ones, with like serious ones, with... Because there were some that were just soap opera-ish yes. that weren't supposed to be funny. Yes. Yeah, they were all together. I still liked reading them. It was fun oh, yeah. on Sunday morning to read them in bed, but yeah, they weren't really anything good. Okay, so Shmoo started with Little Abner. Mm-hmm. I should ask my dad. My dad knows all about this stuff. He'll he'll know. Well, find out from Walter. Get back to us. I in shall. the meantime, everyone... Like, subscribe, give us reviews. You know the you know the jig. Yeah. The jig? The jig is up. You know the drill? You know the deal or you the know drill? What we like yes. to say at the end, which yeah. is if you like our show and you want to support it, you can do all the things. Yes. Like and subscribe. Go to our merch page. Go to our website. Subscribe to our newsletter. Yes. We're going to have more exciting announcements coming up soon. Tease. Ooh. But until then, do your best to remain, remain calm. calm.